0: Welcome back to the Learning to Thrive podcast. In this episode, we have entered the environment of explore the life God has for you. And the first faith skill to discuss in this environment is the skill of believe. And when we say believe, what we're talking about is learning about God's character Mm -hmm. and His plan for redemption through the biblical story. Now, the two practices that we have here uh, under the skill of believe really do set us up Mm -hmm. to learn more about God's plan for redemption. The first is Bible reading, and we address that in another episode. And so for this episode, what we want to talk about is this idea or this practice of conviction. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Brooks, why don't you go ahead and explain to us, what do we mean when we talk about the practice of conviction?
1: Well, when we talk convictions, I think we actually have to go back to Bible reading because... Bible reading is really the source of our knowledge and understanding of who God is. We can gain some understanding of God from nature, from the world around us. But our primary source is going to be from Scripture, from the Word of God that He's given to us. So we're not talking just about, with with convictions, we're not talking just about uh, things like how many sons did Jacob have? He had 12 sons, right? Um, We're not just talking about like, can I read the Bible and understand what happened in the stories, but instead we're talking about can I take the the things that are revealed about who God is in scripture and form these kind of deeply held beliefs, understandings of who God is, these things that, that really change the way that I interact with the world, the way that I view and understand and act my faith in the world. Um, so that's what a conviction is. In, in kind of a, an academic sense, this might be called theology. Theology is just very basically, what are my thoughts about God? What do I understand to be true about who He is, yeah. about who humans are, about what God is actually doing in this world? So when it comes to theology,
0: my theology, my convictions, are we talking some sort of thing that I master and move on from. It it feels like uh, that may be a losing proposition. Mm. You haven't arrived there yet. I have not arrived (laughs) there yet. I know you have not arrived there. (laughs) Um, Are we talking something that we're we're really able to kind of arrive at? Mm -hmm. Or or is this going to become kind of like a lifelong...
1: Process. Oh, yeah. It's certainly a lifelong process. It's this journey, a pilgrimage, maybe you could think mm-hmm. about it as, but it's not something that we ever just arrive at the destination and can sit and rest there and like, I feel good about myself. I fully understand God. Yeah, We're, You're not going to get there. I'm never going to get there this side of being with God for eternity, right? Um, and so we have to, when, when we approach the study of theology or developing this set of convictions we're not entering into it with this goal of figuring out absolutely everything beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is how God works. This is how the world works. This is what sin is or yeah. uh, those kinds of things. I can approach an answer to those things. I can yeah. gain some wisdom and understanding it, it, but I'm never going to have that full picture of who God is and what God is doing in this world.
0: Now, if you're saying I'm never going to be able to mm-hmm. get the full picture, there, that can feel a little depressing yeah. and a little mm-hmm. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Is there some sense that I'm I'm going to be able to get somewhere?
1: Yeah, though. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and that's where Scripture and our relationships with other Christians really come into play, because we very much can know and understand something about God. God mm-hmm. wants to be known. But God is a mysterious being, right? He's the ultimate mystery in the universe that even though he wants to be known and he has revealed parts of who he is to us, there are always things that are just outside our grasp. And sometimes that can be a little bit deflating. Sure. But the other side of the coin is if we learn to live kind of in that mystery, live in that awe and wonder, um... It can be something that's enlivening for us yeah. to recognize, like, I don't have to have everything figured out. I can, I'm can i comfortable living in some ambiguity, hmm. and that's okay. And I can still he- hold convictions that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, but I don't have to hold so tightly to them to say that my understanding can never change or be nuanced or i can never discover a new facet of who god is and what he's doing in yeah life.
0: i had a professor in bible college that talked about this very mm. idea saying that um effectively even just starting with the trinity with the definition of mm-hmm. who god is or yeah. what god is right and, and his inability to fully yeah. grasp it he said far from being a challenge to his faith he actually considered that to be the foundation of his mm. faith yeah uh, that God was too big, too magnificent, mm-hmm. too mysterious mm-hmm. for him to even wrap his mind yeah. around, actually let him know he didn't make it up. Yeah, This isn't mm-hmm. a faith that he can wrap his mind all the way around, which would imply that he could create this. Mm-hmm. But his
1: God was was even bigger yeah. than all yeah. of that. Bigger than my own thoughts. I had a similar experience, actually, in college around the idea of the Trinity, you know, I, in, uh, in college, I was studying the Bible. I was studying theology. And so I had taken the classes. Okay? Yeah. But there was this one class that I took on the, the Trinity and the relationship of God, um, which was kind of an intriguing idea just to, to take this class anyways. Um, but I walked into that class, and you could tell from the very first moment that something was different in the way that we were talking about God. God wasn't just an object to be studied. He wasn't just a set of propositional truths. God wasn't just something that we were, you know, objectively trying to discover. But instead, there was this relationship aspect of Ah. it. And all of a sudden, when we were talking in these new kinds of ways, all of a sudden, the the work of theology became the work of relationship. It became something that... I could use in my faith because I understood more of who God is, even yeah. though the doors on my mind were blown wide open. Because sure. as soon as you start talking about the Trinity and the <laughs> int- intricacies of the Trinity, yeah. all of a sudden you realize, now I have more questions than I ever had before. Right. But even in the midst of that, opening that door of theology, for me at least, really changed my life and changed the way that I relate with God.
0: Fascinating. Jonathan Merritt, in his book, Learning to Speak God from Scratch, uh, seeks to redefine some terms that Mm. we're familiar with and Mm -hmm. that we use often in Christianity. And one of those words he uses is mystery. Mm. And I love the way he frames the term mystery. He says, mystery isn't unknowable, Mm -hmm. but mystery implies infinitely knowable. Mm. And I like that idea, especially in relation to our relationship with God, that God isn't unknowable. He Mm -hmm. isn't unreachable or inaccessible, but he's infinitely knowable. We'll never plumb the depths of of getting to know God. And the only other area in my life that I talk like that or that I can even really understand those kinds of concepts is with relationship. Mm -hmm. When I start talking about my wife or my Mm -hmm. kids or friends, that, you know, I will spend the rest of my life with this one woman, but I will never. Know everything there is yeah. to know about, mm-hmm. or I'm still learning new things, mm-hmm. and so there's mystery in mm-hmm. that relationship mm-hmm. there. So that that leads me into this next question. You and I have actual degrees mm-hmm. in theology, yeah. uh, so we obviously care about this. <laughs> We're obviously passionate about this, but um, I think it, it could be a fair question for mm-hmm. someone to say, "Well, I've got Pastor Ryan or Pastor Brooks or Pastor right. Phil, whoever you know, and and I go to church mm-hmm. and I let them teach me." So is theology for everyone, or maybe another yeah. question to, or another way to ask this mm-hmm. question: Who is theology
1: for? Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, um, we have paid way too much money studying theology, yeah. right? Uh-huh. That <laughs> this is something you're right that we have invested ourselves deeply in, and so there's there's kind of this like spectrum of professional theologians that you. I mean, it, it sounds weird to even talk like that, but. In the same way that we have a a spectrum of knowledge in any particular subject, right? There are some people who are the professionals who have studied it for their uh, entire lives, and then there are others who are just kind of dipping a toe in. But I think when we think of theology, we have to understand that everybody is a theologian. Everybody has thoughts about God. Now, you may or may not recognize that you have those thoughts, but the way that you think about God really affects and changes the way that you interact with your world. It affects and changes the way that you go about your relationships. It changes the way that you use your finances. It changes the way that you um, perceive your, your giftedness and your talents and those kinds of things. What we believe about God, really, if we're understanding it correctly, it should influence and uh, have these kind of fingers that go into every area of our life.
0: Okay, so if I hear you correctly, what you're saying is everyone already is a theologian. We all do Mm -hmm. theology just based on the way that we live our lives. Mm -hmm. So really, our only question is, are we going to be good Mm -hmm. at it? Or, or bad at it. Yeah. Okay, so let's step to the, the practical question. Yeah. Some people may be wondering right now, because we keep using this term, theology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about how that's kind of our convictions, our mm-hmm. understanding of who God is. But as you and I know, theology has a lot of facets. Yes. Um, there, there are a lot of elements mm-hmm. to theology. So if we jump in kind of specifically here. What are some of the specific areas mm-hmm. of theology or that that we're talking about here, and yeah. what what kind of questions might be asked mm-hmm. by these different branches mm-hmm. or disciplines in theology? Yeah,
1: so I, I want to talk in kind of two different terms. We we just talked about this spectrum of of theology and the study of theology. And so there might be some terms that you've heard out there, maybe in a sermon or reading a book or listening to a podcast, right? That you hear those terms and you immediately go, huh? <laughs> right. And, and yeah. to be honest with you, we have had that same hook oh, yeah. from time to time <laughs> that we read something and go, that word, I don't think it means what you think it means. Like that's not even a real word. So yeah. uh, I want to jump in and and just make people aware of the twenty dollar word, mm-hmm. but then look at and say, what's the question that's behind that word? Because the questions are things that everybody is asking. Okay, the twenty dollar word are what the the technical academic type of people call it, but it's good to be aware of those words. So I've given you a list of some words. Why don't you hit me and we'll see if we can delve into some of these questions. Okay,
0: so when I hear the word theology, Mm -hmm. what is the question that that is seeking to answer? Yeah, Yeah,
1: just at its very basic level, theology means the study of God. So the question might be Who is God or what is God? If you're not ready to concede that God is a personal being just yet, who or what is God? And that includes so many facets in terms of like, what is God's character like? Mm. What are the things that he is concerned about or passionate about? Does he have relationship with people? Did God create Um, all of these are are under this big umbrella of theology, but we're really asking the question, who is God? Okay. Uh, How about the word anthropology? Anthropology. It's not just a store. Yeah. It is (laughs) the study of humans or humanity. So this is asking the question, what are humans? Or even extended a little bit out beyond there, uh, what is creation? Um, So this might look at what is the nature of humanity? When wow. we look in the mirror and turn ourselves inwards, what do we see? Are humans basically good or basically evil? Are humans pursuing the things that God desires or uh, doing something altogether different? Is there any relationship between God? and humanity at all. Um, So those are the questions that we're asking when we talk about anthropology.
0: Okay, so again, just to to pause for a moment Mm -hmm. and make sure I can clarify and understand what you're Mm -hmm. saying. If anthropology is a discipline within theology, what you're telling me is that what I think about people, whether I think Mm -hmm. people are basically good or basically Mm -hmm. bad, what I think about... Um, our relationship with each other even, Mm -hmm. is actually part of the study of Mm -hmm. theology, that Mm -hmm. the Bible actually has something to Mm -hmm. say about this particular subject.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting, anthropology has a a secular component to it, that there are cultural anthropologists who care less about what the Bible says, but when they are studying humanity they're actually studying something under the discipline of theology because god if god is the one hmm. who created humans and gave humans these kind of characteristics what those cultural anthropologists find say something about our theology and the way we interact with god fascinating okay this is this is good how about the term revelation not the book of revelation yeah. mm-hmm. but the the term the theological term revelation yeah well at its heart within theology is this question of how do we know that we know, right? How do we know that God did those things? Or how do we know that God even exists? And we have to come down to this understanding of, well, God revealed himself. Hmm. So the question might be, how do we know God? And we can look at perhaps general revelation, this kind of creation aspect that everybody has access to, but then there's also a special revelation that is specifically for one person or maybe a group of people or through scripture is a special revelation to a specific group of people where God wanted to help us understand who he was, who He is and what he's trying to do through his relationship with us. Okay, this next one doesn't even sound like a real word, so we'll <laughs> throw it at you okay. and see what you do yep. with it hamartiology it's not a real word no, no. Th- i don't think so <laughs> hamartiology is the study of sin and huh. so the question here would be what is sin the it, if we recognize that god is good and perfect and that's theology and anthropology says humans are not what is that are not what what kind of defines that and that's what sin really is is Where do we fall short of God's standards? What does God uh, want to do and to speak into the life of sin that we recognize that as humans, we're sinful beings? So how do we understand what is sin, first of all, and then—and this will lead to another question— What do we do about it?
0: Yeah. Now, there's a word for that, the what we do about Mm -hmm. it, right? That word is soteriology.
1: Ah, That's not a real word either. Yeah. (laughs) Soteriology is the study of salvation. So if sin is the study of what has gone wrong, soteriology is the study of what does God want to do about it? Hmm. And the beautiful thing for us as Christians is that we can say, I haven't done anything about it. I can't do anything about it because my sin nature is drilled deep within me. However, God's goodness, God's faithfulness, the salvation that he wants to, to offer to us, the justification the being made right in God's image, oh. the sanctification is another big $20 word, which really just means that my life is coming closer and closer into alignment with God's. Yeah, um, Those are all part of soteriology, or what is God trying to do to right the problem of sin in the world?
0: Fascinating. As we're recording this episode, we're quickly coming up upon an election. <laughs> and it just strikes me, as you were mm-hmm. talking about this, that that even your political beliefs about what is wrong with the world mm-hmm. and how to fix it and how yeah. to solve those problems yeah. are not just political mm-hmm. ideologies, mm-hmm. but are a reflection of a much, much yeah. deeper reality, and that is your your perception yeah. on on Hamardiology mm-hmm. and soteriology, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What is
1: wrong with the world and how yeah. do you how do yeah. we fix it? Yeah, and and how different groups have different ideas of how to answer those questions. Yeah. So we as Christians have a very different way of answering that question to almost anyone in the world. And when we think about those answers to that question, that's what we're doing when we're forming these convictions Mm. that don't just sit in a little nice and tidy box in our minds, but they extend themselves out into how we vote and how we live out our lives and the way that we worship God and the way that we extend God's kingdom around the world.
0: Sure. Okay,
1: a couple more here. Okay, ecclesiology. Ecclesiology. That one is a real word. Yeah, <laughs> um, that one is the study of the church. So the question okay. might be, who are the people of God, or what is the church? Uh, this is an especially important question for us to look at because we should be asking, what if God has saved us and made us new? What does He want us to do? Yeah, and so that's where this discipline comes in, and we say okay, what does God want us to do? Should we stay inside our nice quiet little box or should we extend God's kingdom outwards? Should we, how do we worship God? How do we form ourselves as a body? How do we relate with other Christians around the world? All of those are the kinds of questions that we're asking uh, with this idea of ecclesiology. Okay,
0: last one mm-hmm. for this section here. Okay eschatology.
1: Eschatology, that's a fun one and that might actually be a word that you hear a little bit more yeah. frequently. This is the study of end things. Hmm. So if if God is a judging God who is not okay with the sin in the world and yeah. he wants to save his church, save his people, God is going to do something about that. Hmm. And so sometimes eschatology can be a little bit of a source of fear for some people because yeah. We're looking towards the end and saying, Sure, what is God going to do about this? And it can be a, a bit of a fearful topic sometimes. But for Christians, and this is what the book of Revelation really was about, for Christians, eschatology is a day of glorious hope, something sure. that we can look forward to yeah. uh, and understand that God is coming for ultimate and final salvation. So all of those things, these kind of disciplines of theology, yeah. if, if you will, uh, are you don't need to remember there's no quiz on the $20 <laughs> words. Right. But what we should remember is that our convictions all revolve kind of around these core questions that we've just talked about, that these questions are at the heart of humanity, not just Christians, yeah. but they're at the heart of all of all people. And so these are the kinds of questions that you might have a conversation with a friend over a coffee uh, at a, a shop or something. These are the kinds of questions that you might think about just as you're driving around. They're the kind of questions to listen to a podcast and say, I want to understand at a deeper level, what does it mean for me to think and reflect truly on uh, these kinds of issues and how they inform the way that I uh, go through my life?
0: Okay, so you've, you have greatly expanded the uh, area Uh, Mm -hmm. that we typically think of as theology now you've pushed us into every (laughs) every area of our lives now if I'm interested in psychology (laughs) somehow that plays back through anthropology Mm -hmm. into my theology right Um, so now someone may be wondering okay whatever it is I'm interested in figuring out you know the nature of humanity Mm -hmm. or what makes us different or click or or what has gone wrong, or how do we fix it, or where are we going right, Mm -hmm. with our future um, as a human race? If all of these questions are theology, and I want to think well about this, what are some sources that I can use, some some places that I can Mm -hmm. go to start to find biblically guided answers to these questions? Yeah, well,
1: I mean, you said it for one right there. Our first source is scripture, that we... Find this kind of revelation in God's special revelation to us, yeah. recognizing that God wants to be known. God wants us to think rightly about Him. He's not trying to trick us or drive us, uh, drive a wedge between us and other things. Yeah. But God wants us to know Him, and so we can go to Scripture and and find truth hmm. there. We can also find truth in tradition, in the tradition of the Church. Um, We have some wonderful historic creeds of the church that will give us kind of that basic right understanding of who God is and what he's trying to do in our world. Um, We can also look to reason. Some people might say, I need to think logically about God. I need to say, if X and Y, then Z, to be able to get to an understanding of of what is God truly about, or where did God come from? Has God always existed, or where did creation come from? We can think in some of those reasoned terms and logical connections. We might also appeal to our experience. Hmm. Um, If there's one thing that... Another person can't take away from you. It's your experience with God, yeah. and so if you've had a, a true, definitive experience in your life where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt God did this in my life, God said this or spoke this into my life, yeah. that's something that somebody cannot take away from you. The it can't be reasoned away. It can't be taken away by a church or another tradition. Uh, but if you understand that God. Did this in my life. Yeah, Your experience means a lot in the way that you form your theology. And then finally, uh, culture all around us really has something to say about our theology. Now, that might mean that our theology here in America might look slightly different from a theology in Africa or Latin America. Yeah. And that's okay. Because can God speak to people in different ways in different contexts he can right yeah and so it's okay to to have kind of these areas of our theology or our convictions that we might recognize that i'm a little different than you Mm -hmm. we need to find those places that are non-negotiables and say my conviction here is beyond a shadow of a doubt there's nothing that can can be different than this but there are some areas that are kind of around the fringes and we should recognize those things as around the fringes and not hold so tightly to those to say this cannot change. Um, But we embrace what God wants to do and to teach us through those kind of five sources of uh, our understanding of theology. Okay. So we've talked uh,
0: and and you've given some good tips on where we can find this information, Mm -hmm. the kinds of questions that we're looking for are we talking about something that primarily exists in the thought realm? Yeah. Is this, are these the thoughts I have about God and nothing more? Mm-hmm. Do we mean
1: something that's more multidimensional
0: yeah. than that? Can you, can you oh, tease yeah. that out just a little yeah. bit here?
1: Yeah, I, I think if we're going to have true theology or true convictions, it has to be lived theology hmm. or lived convictions. That there's no way that theology can exist completely in my mind and that be completely disconnected from anything else that happens in my life. But if I'm going to truly think these deep thoughts about God, that I have to understand that's going to change me. That's going to change the way that I approach the world. That real theology is a relationship. It's a relationship that uh, expresses itself in worship, in faithfulness, in mission even. Um, and so my true theology is going to be lived out in this world. That people shouldn't be able to look at me and say, "He's eh, just any other guy." They they better look at me and say, and be able to tell and understand what my theology is. What i What is it that I believe about God? Just through my actions, just through the way yeah. that I spend my money, just through yeah. the way that I talk to people or show kindness or any yeah. of those kinds of things. True theology comes out in our life, and our ethic.
0: Okay, so it sounds like we're talking about relationship here, right? That, Mm -hmm. you know, if I learn certain things about my wife, but Mm -hmm. it never changes my behavior or influences anything, Mm -hmm. then the relationship is not (laughs) going to grow and develop. So how can we grow in our convictions?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's an an important question and and where it really comes down to, and I think first and foremost is that relationship. And how do you grow any relationship is through time, intentionality, effort, right? Mm-hmm. And so that time and intentionality might come through the form of prayer, might come through the form of worship experiences with God. It might come through the form of reading God's revealed word to us. Yeah. Um, so that that's really at the core of where we're going to find uh, and grow our convictions is putting that time and effort into it. But we also might find um, some help in study, external study, maybe through books or even perhaps through an education like you and I uh, did in our, in our younger years, um, <clears throat> that we can read and study the things of God and we can yeah. listen to the voices of others uh, as they, they put out their understanding of God. And we sure. can say, yeah, this, this seems right to me. This feels right. And, and like you're on a path of theology or convictions that I think works, uh, works itself out in real life. Um, but where we're really going to come down to beyond our direct connection with God is our connections with one another as well. Um, this is where the body of Christ is so crucial and yeah. integral into our formation of convictions that we ought to be having these kinds of conversations with one another, talking about how our convictions and our theology is being lived out in our real life. That it wow. it informs, informs who we are, and then finally, it's going to come through time and experience. And there's sure. no way that you can shortcut <laughs> that, right? Yeah, that you just have to go through it with God, and it's this this long obedience in the same direction as we've mm-hmm. talked about in other episodes but that we are just committed to be in it for the long haul with God. And God will reveal himself to us and, and show us who he is. And that in turn becomes a part of our convictions in the way that we understand the world.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Pastor Brooks, for talking with us in this episode about convictions. Keeping in mind that we all do theology Mm -hmm. and there's really no, that's not the choice. Are we going to do it or not? The choice is, are we going to do it well? And so we have an opportunity to have good thoughts, right thoughts Mm -hmm. about God and to allow those thoughts to actually get down deep into our hearts, change us in our very core of our beings, change our character and, and who we are, how we interact with others, how we interact with God. So take this to heart. We've given you some practical tips and resources on how to grow and expand your knowledge of God, Mm-mm. of his plan for redemption through engaging with the Bible story, yeah. with, in relationship with other people, um, and in your relationship with the world around you. So thank you for joining us on this episode. We'll see you again next time.